Hi, everyone. Welcome once again to Dan 1132. I'm Jim Wittavine. It's good to be here with you once again. This is episode 105. And in this episode, I'm going to be talking about a purported letter written by Albert Pike in the 19th century, which supposedly predicts three world wars. Now, why am I talking about this letter? Well, this letter has been making the rounds again. I've heard about it and uh, others have heard of it as well. And it's uh, it's been going around on Facebook and the social networks. And I want to examine this letter and just use this as kind of an exercise in helping us all to evaluate sources and think about the sources that we're using. I know a lot of people are rightfully uh, skeptical of mainstream news sources. Uh, And uh, I always urge a very cautious approach when it comes to uh, evaluating what the mainstream corporate news media has to tell us, and I think for very good reason. But what we need to make sure that we're doing, or not doing rather, is, is not applying that same kind of critical thinking to other things that we receive or other uh, kind of news, supposedly, or, or documents such as this one, and then forward them on to other people thinking, well, this confirms exactly what I was thinking. Because a lot of times, anything that will confirm exactly what you were thinking, it's like it, it fits in perfectly. Uh, it may be too, uh, too good to be true. Uh, to think about it that way. So I'm, what I'm going to do is I'm going to open up this letter, and, and really it has to do with uh, recent events in Israel and uh, what's been going on there. So th- there's a, a connection here between this episode and what I was speaking about last week, but it's kind of the other side of things. So this is uh, Albert Pike's letter to Mazzini is, uh, is the headline on the, on the page. And the, uh, the subheading is the Illuminati plan for three world wars, August 15th, 1871. We're just going to go through the letter. And uh, when I read it for the first time, right away, there were alarm bells that were going off. But I'm going to show you why. What, what was it that led me to think, well, this is, this is not genuine. I'll, uh, I'll let you know about that as we go through it. So the following is a letter that speculation claimed that Albert Pike wrote to Giuseppe Mazzini in 1871 regarding a conspiracy involving three world wars that were planned in an attempt to take over the world. Well, right there, uh, alarm bell number one goes off. uh, Speculation claimed. Well, that doesn't sound very reliable to me. Second, as we as we go on, the Pike letter to Giuseppe Mazzini was on display in the British Museum Library in London until 1977. Well, I'd like to see some evidence of that. Uh, there is none. This letter has been claimed, again, there's that weasel word, has been claimed by many internet sites to reside in the British Library in London, which denies the letter exists. Now, uh, that... that kind of wording again points to the fact, well, they deny it, but, well, they deny that the letter exists. And there is no evidence that it was actually on display at the British Museum Library in London until 1977. So a couple of bullet points underneath that uh, initial opening paragraph. 
Giuseppe Mazzini was an Italian revolutionary leader of the mid-1800s, as well as the director of the Illuminati. And then Albert Pike. Albert Pike is uh, very well known. Uh, He is a historical Masonic figure, a 33rd degree Freemason, occultist, grandmaster, and creator of the southern jurisdiction of the Masonic Scottish Rite Order. Following are apparently... Again, another weasel word, apparently extracts from the letter, showing how three world wars have been planned for many generations. And then the excerpts from the letter. The first world war must be brought about in order to permit the Illuminati to overthrow the power of the Tsars in Russia and of making that country a fortress of atheistic communism. The divergences caused by the agentur, agents of the Illuminati, between the British and Germanic Germanic empires will be used to foment this war. At the end of the war, communism will be built and used in order to destroy the other governments and in order to weaken the religions. So we we have the terminology here, the First World War, the Second World War, and the Third World War. So this, was, this is another kind of uh, alarm bell that went off that made me uh, uh, highly suspicious, to say the least, <laughs> highly suspicious about the, uh, the providence of this letter or the legitimacy of this letter. Because the First World War was never even called the First World War until... Uh, the Second World War, the time of the Second World War. It was it was known as the Great War. So it was the Great War. It was thought of as the war to end all wars. So uh, it uses, the, the letter uses the, uh, the, the 20, 20th, 21st century uh, nomenclature, the title for the First World War, which is uh, a little odd to say the least. The Second World War must be fomented by taking advantage of the differences between the fascists and the political Zionists. This war must be brought about so that Nazism is destroyed and that the political Zionism be strong enough to institute a sovereign state of Israel in Palestine. During the Second World War, international communism must become strong enough in order to balance Christendom, which would be then restrained and held in check until the time when when we would need it for the final social cataclysm. All right, so a number of problems here. Uh, Nazism is uh, is mentioned. Uh, very uh, very odd that that particular term would be mentioned in uh, what year? 1871, uh, when Nazism, the National Socialist uh, Workers Party in uh, in Germany, didn't become a thing until uh, following the Great War, uh, with that particular name. And also the word fascism uh, coming out in this uh, in this paragraph as well. The third thing is the uh, use of the term political Zionism and the idea of a sovereign state in Palestine. The next paragraph, and I'll get a little bit more into those issues. In the next paragraph, the Third World War must be fomented by taking advantage of the differences caused by the agentur of the Illuminati between the political Zionists and the leaders of Islamic world. Uh, not the Islamic world, but Islamic world. So uh, there's, there's also some strange things about the, the writing, which, which remind me kind of of, of those, those emails that you get 
that uh, that say that uh, you have uh, there's somebody in uh, in Nigeria who wants to send you uh, 3.6 million dollars because he's looking for an heir and doesn't have one. They generally have that kind of uh, that kind of language as well. So uh, the war must be conducted in such a way that Islam, the Muslim Arab Arabic world, and political Zionism, the state of Israel, mutually destroy each other. All right. So this 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 is why this has been coming up, obviously, in the la- over the last uh, the last few weeks with what's going on between uh, between Israel and uh, and Hamas, uh, and then the uh, the citations from this supposed letter continue. Meanwhile, the other nations, once more divided on this issue, will be constrained to fight to the point of complete physical, moral, spiritual, and economical exhaustion. We shall unleash the nihilists and the atheists, and we shall provoke a formidable social cataclysm which in all its horror will show clearly to the nations the effects of absolute atheism, origin of savagery, savagery, and of the most bloody turmoil. Then, everywhere, the citizens obliged to defend themselves against the world minority of revolutionaries will exterminate those destroyers of civilization, and the multitude, disillusioned with Christianity, whose deistic spirits will from that moment be without compass or direction, anxious for an ideal, but without knowing where to render its adoration, will receive the true light through the universal manifestation of the pure doctrine of Lucifer, brought finally out in the public view. This manifestation will result from the general reactionary movement, which will follow the destruction of Christianity and atheism, both conquered and exterminated at the same time. We must be critical thinkers. We must use our critical thinking skills and we must uh, examine all of these things and and not be ingenuous, easily taken in. Uh, The Lord Jesus said we need to be wise as serpents and innocent as doves. And uh, and wisdom demands examining documents like this uh, and, uh, and, and using those critical thinking skills to, to make sure that we're not deceived. Now, I know many will immediately reject this kind of thing out of hand. That's good. Uh, and uh, others will be taken in by it. The so I've already looked at a couple of a couple of issues with this. Well, for, first of all, uh, the the kind of uh, language that's used, speculation. It's been claimed. Uh, these are apparently extracts from the letter. Uh, also, the use of the the phrase "the first world war" to talk about the Great War. Uh, the uh, the inclusion of Nazism and fascism. Uh, as if all of these things were were developed uh, out of whole cloth by uh, the the Freemasons and, and the Illuminati in the 19th century, including their names and uh, including <laughs> including their political programs. Uh, and then I want to get into uh, the issues of Zionism uh, and uh, Islam as well. But another thing to point out is that that uh, that I should have mentioned at the beginning is that there is no original document here. All we have here is a typewritten screen. And that that's actually extremely important because a lot of times, uh, especially today when everything is electronic, people will accept things like screenshots 
as evidence. And this was with the Twitter files a few months ago with Matt Taibbi and everything else. The evidence that was offered up was just screenshots. And some commentators made a, made a, a very good, very important point about that is that why are we trusting these screenshots? Screenshots are very easily manipulated. Well, this is even even more so. This is just a typewritten page, which has no uh, no link or connection to any kind of original documentation. So why should we take this seriously, especially with the kind of historical errors that we've already seen? But now I'm going to get into just a couple more of the issues, and then that, that's particularly having to do with Zionism, and the mention of the word Islam. And I'm going to open up right now a couple of articles as I'm opening it up here. Now, this, this letter, once again, uh, is purported to have been written in 1871. And it's, it refers a number of times to the Islamic world, to the Muslim Arabic world. Um, yeah, so the, particularly. And uh, that was another another point of this uh, supposed letter that uh, set off an alarm bell for me because historically speaking, Muslims or Islamic people were not referred to uh, especially in Europe and, and in the English, any English language country, were not referred to as uh, Muslims, Muslims, or Islamic people. They were referred to by other names, such as Mohammedan. And this is the, uh, the Wikipedia article. Mohammedan is a term for a follower of Muhammad, the Islamic prophet. It is used as both a noun and an adjective, meaning belonging or relating to either Muhammad or the religion, doctrines, institutions, and practices that he established. The word was formerly common in usage but the terms Muslim and Islamic are more common today. Though sometimes used stylistically by some Muslims, a vast majority consider the term either archaic or offensive. And uh, beside this paragraph in the Wikipedia article, for those of you who are just listening, there is uh, an 1883 map of the world. So right around the time when this letter is purported to have been written, uh, 1883 map of the world religions showing Mohammedan era, uh, areas in gray so that there's that that use of the language etymology the oxford english dictionary cites 1663 as the first recorded usage of the english term the older spelling mohammedan dates back to at least 1529 and a little bit more about that uh, in western europe down to the 13th century or so some christians had a belief that muhammad had either been a heretical christian or that he was a god worshipped by muslims uh, goes on here, uh, and then uh, uh, a little bit more about the history, and then obsolescence. The term has been largely superseded by Muslim, formerly transliterated as Muslim. So there's some development there as well. Muslim is the way people say it now. It used to be Muslim, or Islamic. Mohammedan was commonly used in European literature until at least the mid-1960s. Muslim is more commonly used today, and the term Mohammedan is widely considered archaic or, in some cases, even offensive. So there, there's uh, an extremely important point. This, this guy writing in the 1870s is supposedly using a term that really didn't become common in the English language until the 1960s.
rather than using the actual term from the time, which was Mohammedan or something like that. Now, another thing is this mention of political Zionism. And what's that all about? So, and, and, and why did that also set off uh, my alarm bells about the legitimacy of this supposed letter? Well, Zionism, I looked at the etymology of the word Zionism on etymonline.com, which, which lists the etymology of uh, uh, a lot of words. Uh, Zionism, noun, 1896, a movement for forming, later supporting a Jewish national state in Palestine. From German, Zionismus, from Zion plus Latin-derived suffix ismus, see ism. The German word is first attested when? In 1886, in Emancipation by Matthias Acher, pseudonym of Nathan Birnbaum, 1864 to 1937. So the German word first attested in 1886. This letter purported to have been written in 1871. So the, uh, there is a, uh, a usage trend chart uh, that shows uh, roughly, because it says that, that uh, these kind of charts are not terribly reliable, but uh, it shows the word showing up on the scene uh, sometime between 1880 and 1900, and then rising in usage until uh, a peak in the 1970s and 1980s. So there's, uh, there's another problem. Uh, very serious problem as well as the use of this word Zionism when Zionism was a movement uh, and a name for that movement given uh, beginning in 1896-1897 with the followers or or the, the, the founders rather of political Zionism and the political Zionistic movement. Now going back to the letter again, I'm just going to... Uh, to go through what uh, what what the problems are. Well, first of all, this is not an original document. It's typewritten. Uh, anyone could have written this, and uh, somebody did. Whether it was for uh, just for uh, to have a laugh, or to kind of lead people astray deliberately or otherwise or whatever, just to just to uh, as some kind of a, a, a like a, like an equivalent of a virus to waste people's time. Whatever the case may be, it's a typewritten letter. There's no evidence that this letter, uh, the physical copy of this letter actually exists. Uh, even the introduction to the, the, the citations themselves makes it very clear that there is uh, a lot of claims and speculation and uh, things that are apparently uh, true about this. Uh, but there is, uh, again, there's no evidence. There's some historical detail that might make it seem on the surface to be something that could be true, Albert Pike and Giuseppe Mazzini, historical figures, the timing is right for that. But then you get into the actual letter itself, and then you see that there are all kinds of historical anachronisms that are involved in this. And uh, yeah, people people who want to uh, associate all of the world's problems with a single organization, like the Illuminati or the... Um, uh, the Freemasons, for example, might just glom onto this uh, naively looking at, see, it's true. But the whole point of, of this exercise that, uh, that I'm doing here today is, is to, uh, to show that, that we need to do our due diligence. We need to do our due diligence 
when we watch something on uh, the network news, when you see something on Fox or on CNN or CBC, we need to do our due diligence. I think most of the people watching my podcast or listening to my podcast uh, know that very well. Uh, but we also need to do our due diligence with other sources as well, particularly sources such as this one, which are uh, extremely they're, they're not sourced at all. There's, there's, you know, there's, no, there's no provenance given about where this actually comes from. It's a typewritten page. And there's so many of these things that, that come through. And there's many other examples that, I've, that I could give. But I just wanted to focus on this one for today, given the context of the time in which we're living with the conflict that's happening in Israel and how people are using that conflict to lead others astray. We need to be very careful with these things. We need to, to use that those critical thinking skills that God has given us uh, to, to check these things out and then outright reject them when they prove to be uh, completely uh, unfounded and not based in reality. So this is an example of that. So if you know somebody who has, uh, has forwarded on this, uh, this Albert Pike letter and, and said, look at this. Uh, this is, uh, you know, this this shows what's happening today. Well, please do pass on this episode to them. It's a, uh, I think it, it will help uh, anyone who has been taken in by by this kind of thing to to think more critically, and uh, and to to go to the sources and to to do that that uh, go that take that little extra step as you as you train yourself to do these things. It becomes kind of second nature. And it's something that we all need to do with with whatever it is that we're reading in terms of news, in terms of opinion, in terms of the the these kind of sources that float around on the internet. So that's all for today's episode, and I hope you found this helpful. And if you know somebody else who uh, who could uh, could use this kind of uh, uh, this kind of episode to help them in their lives, please do pass it on. And uh, if you want to to know more, and if you want to access earlier episodes, you can go to Rumble uh, and the Rumble channel for Dan1132, or you can go to dan1132.com, dan1132.com. And there also, just to give a little quick quick plug, uh, there also you can find my book and you can place an order for it. How in the world did we get here? Available in a beautiful uh, hardcover uh, or al- or also in audiobook format. And uh, if you haven't already checked it out, please, uh, please do. So until next time, may God richly bless you. May God help us all to live according to the words of Daniel 11 verse 32. The people who know their God will stand firm and take action.